Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So my sister ordered a vest for Bobby on the 9th of November, which is 10 days before he actually arrived. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Came in the post this week. So, <laughs> is it like barely covering them or? I haven't really tried. Yes, you got it in a size medium. I probably could squeeze him into it, but he's a bit of a chunk. But I mean, six months. Oh, here, I have 29 packages I'm waiting <gasps> on from AliExpress. Really? Yeah. It's going to be like Christmas. Yeah, and they'll probably all come at once. Yeah, oh, oh absolutely. Like, it's going to be, oh, I'm, I'm buzzed. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah, it just you just never know when it's going to come. I, lo- yeah. I love a bit of wish. Yeah. yeah. I actually said to Adam, I bought um, something on it, and I said to Adam, I goes, guess what I ordered on Wish? And he goes, my wishes. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fucking dope. Hello and you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Carla. And this week we are talking about confidence. 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 Self-confidence, all of the jazz. I mean, not everyone has it. No. You'd be surprised at how many people don't. So the definition Mm -hmm. of of self-confidence is a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities, and judgment. So believing in yourself. Believe in yourself, girl. Believe in yourself. Would you be confident? I mean, I think we all know I am. <laughs> yeah, I like obviously we're we put ourselves out there, so we will be seen as being confident. But there must be things that you don't feel confident in. Yeah, no, there is. I think there is with everyone, though, isn't it? And I think again, confidence for one person is a is a is a separate thing for another. Um, and I think like at the responses have come in, I knew that this is going to be kind of a hit once we said that we were going to do this because I think it is something that some, everyone struggles with at one point or another they kind of have those earth-shattering moments where their confidence is wrecked you know yeah and I suppose you it's a weird one because you naturally become more conservative the older you get yeah it is just how we're built we do naturally become that way um you know it it is just kind of like how we evolve and I feel like 
there's things that I used to be confident with, like clothes or stuff like that, that I wouldn't really wear now. But I think it's more, I just wouldn't feel happy in them. Yeah, I'm the same. Obviously, like you grow and you mature and there's like that because I even say for instance that girl that I had in doing up my wardrobe she was suggesting all these outfits and stuff that I should like be wearing because of whatever like my body type or body shape or whatever and I was just like oh really I wouldn't I know 18 year old Jen would wear that but not 42 year old Jen yeah and, she was I like, what? and I was like yes I guess yeah just shitting myself to even try it like yeah and I think I think a lot of people a lot of women wrote in being like oh my body my body my body and I don't I don't think and it's something that I I said to you Jen I was like I feel like I get a lot of questions on my Instagram in particular of how I'm so confident and I think it's like it's it's very hard to it's it's a hard like balance isn't it it's hard to like just do you and be you <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds so corny you're like just do you and be you baby girl but it's such an interesting topic I just love hearing other people's perspectives I think though as well like maturity can be misconstrued as confidence oh yeah definitely it definitely can do you know like it does I am not absolutely not the same person that I was 10 years ago obviously I don't think anybody is there's very rarely anybody who will stay the exact same throughout the years so I mean I I I would say myself now I'm more experienced more mature obviously I'm I would be a bit more confident in stuff but I wouldn't say that that's that's the only difference Mm -hmm. you know so I think mature like maturing in yourself kind of growing getting a bit of experience behind you with certain things I think that can be misconstrued as just gaining a whole load of confidence. Yeah. I think it's very complex. It depends on the actual situation. Yeah, definitely. When it comes to confidence. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that I think is really, it's interesting now because uh, a confident woman versus a confident man are often construed like, I don't want to make this about gender, but a lot of it will come up like, they're seen as different things. And then I think that the the things that make people confident nowadays are not the same things that maybe used to make people confident or, you know, we are evolving. Everything is kind of becoming more, but also less at the same time. So it's quite, it's quite a, an interesting one. And I think one of the most common misperceptions of confidence are people that put themselves out there. Absolutely. And I think it's, uh, her name's Samantha, it's Samantha, Samantha. Um, she's a Canadian YouTuber, she's very huge following. But, oh, this is your one that doesn't accept PR anymore. And yeah. She's, she's been controversial in the YouTube world. She's she, kind of, she is, she's kind of more grassroots than I'd say controversial. I think she just, she has strong opinions on things. And yeah, yeah. she kind of put it up before where she said, I think people misconstrue people on the internet as as being really confident really self-assured and think a lot of themselves and she was like when the reason why I started my YouTube channel and the reason why she was like I'd say 95% of people start their online presence is because they don't relate to people around them yeah and they don't relate to people in real life now that's I wouldn't say I'm one of them but I see the merit I that that's after striking a note with me actually. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because my when I started kind of talking at the camera and doing like shit online, I felt like the only person who shared my kind of sense of humor was my best friend. Yeah. But she she had moved to Australia, so she yeah. was no longer around. Nobody really shared my like obviously I can have a laugh with people, but I'm went like not uh, not on camera. Like sometimes it comes through on camera, like when I'm on Instagram and stuff. But a lot of the time, people won't see my actual sense of humor. Like, I'm a fucking weirdo, and so was my best friend. So the fact that she she was gone, and I kind of had no... I didn't have that kind of belly laugh, you know, that you can't laugh in the back of class, that type of laugh. Yeah, it left a, it left a gap in you. It left a hole. Yeah. She was gone. My wife was gone. Yeah. And uh, I think that, that really spurred it on. Mm-hmm. I think... So I, that's after striking a note. I mean, now that's interesting, isn't it? And it's funny because I wouldn't say I a hundred percent see that, but I I have to say when I kind of started really putting time and effort into my social media it was when I moved to the UK and I was very much alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had the girls in work who were my friends. I used to go out drinking with them and stuff, but it's not the same as your family and your and your kind of hometown. And I was so homesick. I kind of refused to believe it at the time, but I was so homesick. Yeah. You know and. It was a real weird time for me, but that was kind of when I started putting a bit more effort and I suppose like building a following, I would say. And I think that there is people that go on to Instagram and not to make this about social media, but it has, I think a lot of people ask that, ask the question or that are writing into us is kind of more about that too. But I think there's a lot of people that think, you have all this confidence because you're a person who's online with this confidence, you know, you'd have to be this kind of way. And I, I do really admire, I, I never set out to be an influencer. It's something that came as a consequence of what I was doing. Yeah. And I think that that's, I was kind of a makeup artist and then I started kind of putting up rants and then I, my following ended up building from that and was kind of a bit of both. But I really admire the people that, it's not something I would ever do but the people that set up their profiles to become influencers. Yeah. You know, the ones that are like, hey, I've started up my profile, will you share it? Hi, yeah, uh, I'm trying to get to 5,000 followers. Do you mind? Like, I just, it's not my bag. It's not my bag either, yeah. And but I, even, I even to this day, because obviously we know of mutual people who would message us all the time looking for shares and stuff, <laughs> and it's just, it's at the point of pestery now. But the, like... I can't fathom it. I can't. I set it up with just wanting to have a laugh. Like it was very small. It was just on Snapchat. You know, I had about, I'd say 300 followers. If even you couldn't see our follower account. So I never knew. And then I started doing kind of comedy sketches, not with any goal in mind. Yeah. Or anything like that. And then in between all this, I was like being an extra on like various different productions or whatever. So this all kind of, it was a culmination of what, came out of it was that I was like oh I'd like to get into this but it wasn't I didn't set out going oh do you know what now I see all these people online with their sketches and I want to be better than them all I want to have more followers than them I did like and I'd say the majority of people online who do have a follower didn't set out with a goal in mind but there are those ones who's like hey yeah uh, make me go viral um sharing my profile I want to get you know how, how do you get onto a PR list hi how do you have your contacts can I have your contacts it's like what what why do you want to do this yeah why? and I think that's 
you know, I say, I've said this on the podcast a good few times before. I really, I am trying to, one of the things that I'm trying to work on is just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's for, it's not for everyone. Yeah, I am trying to see the merit in kind of what people do. And I am trying to just be a little bit more patient and a little bit more zen. But some shit I see, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, how could you like get off me? Like, how could you willingly say that I, I know you, you you're like you'd prefer not to be judging people but at the same time you can see you can almost tell what's going to happen yeah you can you can tell you already know what's going to happen so because you've been through it yourself you you know there's like there's one or two outcomes you know it's kind of uh yeah it's a bit weird but like that if they have the confidence for a sure go for it you have to be confident in these things yeah and i think and so- and sometimes you can't actually succeed at something if you're not confident in it. Like if you're just like kind of brushing it off and you're like, ah, take it or leave it, you know, that kind of way. That can be seen as like, I'll leave it then. <laughs> <laughs> and I am like that with some things, you know, and I, I know that I need to improve on that myself. I'm just, yeah, I probably should improve on them things myself. <laughs> you're like, yeah, let me use a little time of reflection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of an epiphany there. Sorry, lads. Yeah, no, I think, and I, you know, people bring your confidence up I think that's you know definitely something that if you surround yourself and I I feel a lot of a lot of women in particular feel a lot more settled when they're in a relationship because they feel like they kind of have I suppose that backbone to them yeah whereas I feel like it wouldn't be so much so the same for men do you not think so not really no so you think they're still on their toes even if they're in a settled relationship? Not so much on their toes, but I I think that they're I think men just are, are they operate so differently. Oh they do, yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they really the shit, do. The stuff that they don't give a shit about is unbelievable. Oh yeah. Like insane, really, to be honest. And it just it goes to show like the different ways that people are and I think it's to do a lot with community perception, how you're raised, family values, morals, all that other kind of crack and it is, it's not just a one-trick pony. And I, I think it's, like, if somebody was to say to you, Jen, how do I become more confident? Oh, i just say believe in yourself. Like, what have you got to lose? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I, don't know. I know. But it, it is, like, and then what you were saying about, like, men and women, we are wired differently. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, and it, 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 like not all men, not all, not all men, but <laughs> not all men, yo. But no, I, but you will see common traits in a lot, like yeah. And I think it depends. Like I think there's in groups of friends, there's listeners, there's talkers, there's communicators, whatever. I'm a bit of everything, to be honest. I'm a massive communicator. I'm always chatting, but I also like to kind of try and sort through people's issues and problems as well. And you pick up little modules of stuff and. What baffles me sometimes is stuff that I would just never give a fuck about. People give a fuck about. Yeah. You know, like, I'm throwing on a hoodie and a pair of leggings and I'm going to the shop. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I'm going out with no makeup on. I don't care. I'm going on a Zoom work call with no makeup on. I don't care. The makeup thing. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, um, I'd be one that would opt for makeup if at all possible. Oh, I'm so lazy. It's not that, well, yeah, you're coming from the mirror perspective. Now, I've no problem going on Instagram. The majority of the time I'm on Instagram with either 
half a face of makeup because it's come off that day or no makeup at all. It's not that. But actually going out in public where there's lighting, I just don't have the confidence for it. And it's my it's my fair complexion. It's my white eyebrows. <laughs> it's it's my rosy cheeks. I just I I I'd like I'd never go into work with no makeup on. There's not a fucking hope on this planet. Yeah. So that's interesting. I because like I would consider myself a confident person, but then again, it is down to the specific situation. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> one thing, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given, and the best piece of advice that I ever give out is what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah, and I think that that's such a merit if you live by it. If you can live by it, though, that's it's yeah. it's one thing saying it, and then it's another thing actually living by it. I have um, a post here that our friend Claire Baldwin shared today as well, and it really struck. So oh, I, oh yeah, that stuck with me because of what I put something up on Instagram. I got a message which I agreed with. She it wasn't nasty. She actually texted me to apologize, and we're all good now. But it was all it was just about like Jesus, your 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 content is very semi semi, and I. I've been feeling shit for a while and I've wanted to say it like it was it was a moment don't apologize for someone Jen huh don't apologize for someone she knew what she was doing when she wrote that to you yeah no but I I I don't know I suppose I'm trying to just justify it I suppose because yeah don't don't justify what she was saying to you though that's not enough I know but like if I'm willing to take nice compliments I have to be willing to take criticism as well yeah, Jen, there's criticism and there's a way that you can say it to somebody. I don't feel like she took, I don't think that that was a, a nice message, what she wrote to you. And I don't think her intentions behind it were nice either. So, I mean, that's just the way that I view it as your friend and somebody else who's on the internet. I wouldn't take shit like that from fucking anybody. But, I, I see, think I've, yeah, no, you see, I saw the, the history of all, like, she's been following me for ages. She always messages me. She's yeah. always really, really nice. And I, I as, far, as, as opposed to thinking, it was a nasty message or it was just very negative. I just thought of it as I'm being honest. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I think there's a way of right. Like, what did the message say again? Sorry, for anybody who didn't see this, Jen received, has been receiving quite a good bit of critique on her content on her Instagram at the moment. Uh, um, so it said, sorry, oh, what did it say? Fuck, I can't even remember 
I'd have to go into my archive, give me two seconds. I mean, DMs, I think I remember her name. Uh, oh yeah, so here it is. Um, okay, Jesus, I'm probably not very nice, but can you have other content? I'm following you for ages and it's the same every day when I click on you, sorry. Yeah, no, not for me. I'm like, I just don't think it's particularly nasty, like. It's not particularly nasty, but I just think that. I mean, I, I wouldn't send a message like that myself, but I, <laughs> I, I think I've just fucking gotten so many messages from different people and like with, with different things being said over the past while. I'm just fucking immune to it. So because like a lot of people are kind of saying to me, oh, Jesus, like, the neck of her, like the actual neck of her. And I was like, no, we kind of talked it out. Like she texts me back to apologize and everything. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you're not, like, I th I think this is, we've spoken about this before on the podcast, but, like, just because I'm on the internet, I don't owe you fucking anything. Yeah, no, I know I'm not, but I'm, I, at the same time, one of my points of it was, I know, because I've obviously said this to you off on the social media, and I said it to, like, my sister and a, a few, I said it to Adam as well, and they were like, yeah, but you don't owe anybody, like, you're you not. You don't. You're not there for anyone. No. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I I just love interacting with the people that follow me and I appreciate them, so I wanted to explain it. That was just my stance on it, you know? It wasn't that I felt like I owed her anything or, you know? Yeah, I mean, you do you. I just think that there it just bridges a gap. It kind of it crosses, for me personally, I think it crosses a line. I'm like, okay, that's great. Thanks for that in what way was that it's different when people are like Carla that opinions or like I don't agree with that opinion it's blah 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 it's different when they're like Jesus will you change your content this is boring then fuck off yeah well I did say like people are more than well welcome to kind of mute me unfollow me bear with me it's it was up to them like yeah but yeah. I think what was what was the point of that I can't remember. Sorry, people. Bobby screamed and we had to go off and cut this. So, like, this is about 30 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry if we're gone off. I can't, like, we can't hear the thing because we're doing this over. We can't hear it until we go to edit it. So, I don't move on. <laughs> <laughs> so professional. Oh, so professional. So professional. Um... Well, yeah, I think I think like it all leads back to this this same thing where it's like if you're on social media, you must be confident and you must think a lot of yourself. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Carla. I remember where I was. It was Claire's. Okay. Um. Oh, post. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, just because I'm after seeing she put something in the box there, she's flat out listening to the unpopular opinion. Shout out to Claire Baldwin. Um, now, the post that she put up was, worry about your character, not your reputation. Your character is who you are. Your reputation is who people think you are. Yeah. Which is so fucking true. Yeah. I think this is something that you deal with no matter where you are in life. Like, no matter if you're a public figure or not a public figure, if you're on Instagram, not on Instagram. Workplace issues, you know, friend groups, everything. It constantly comes up again. Yeah, and that's what I mean by saying what other people think of me is absolutely none of my business. Yeah. And that's I, why. I, I, I know I completely <clears throat> understand that. And I think I have gotten to an, a point in my life where I'm like, do you know what? I know the truth, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But 
when you do have a fortune <clears throat> and you're seeing stuff being written about you, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'd love to come on and just tell them what the fuck. Yeah, it's shit, isn't it? It's like you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. Like, and yeah, I think thing. and then it's speculation as well. Yeah. That people, and then especially in times like this, when people are particularly bored and they're particularly pissed off with people on social media as well, the speculation on people and their whereabouts and what they're doing and what they may be doing wrong or what they're doing right is just it's rife. Yeah, like, like I know we put ourselves out there, but seriously, you don't know a thing about what goes on off Instagram. It's, I can't say that enough. Yeah. Because I see stuff written about people that I don't even know, and I'm like, uh, you seem very confident in what you're saying there, but you, uh, you've you never met the girl. You've never met her. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I think, I think that, and that's something that can take a massive, like, I've seen a lot of, like, a lot of people, like Claire, even, like, while we're on the topic of her, she took a massive confidence hit when she left Pello. And, you know, you want to hide almost because there's so many different factors and I think it's funny because you do rebuild and I think that's really important as well when it comes to like talking about confidence like you will have times where you won't always be so self-assured and you will have times where you feel like nothing can stop you you're so on your own path and you feel like you know what you're about and stuff like that but I just think that it can take a massive you can you can take a massive blow to your ego at any point and that's essentially where your confidence comes from yeah you know yeah and then when people do talk about you like it, it doesn't matter what setting you're in whether you're you put yourself out there or not if you hear somebody talking about you and what they're saying is completely it's way off which always happens in claire's case yeah i was actually just about to explain if you don't know who we're talking about um one of our friends claire she is a public figure and she um, had She'll quite... She'll fucking kill you for saying public figure. Well, I mean, what else am I supposed to say? Person who rants on the internet. Sorry, person who screams at the phone. <laughs> um, so annoying. But uh, she is uh, a public figure, I'm going to say it up here. And she does a lot of live shows and she uh, kind of had a, this business venture didn't go exactly to plan and um she took a massive confidence knock from it essentially yeah but the speculation talking. about what actually happened couldn't be it's it's all of it is very untrue like oh yeah well I, i'm not even gonna get into that but i just think that you're yeah. confident it was less i don't think it was that i think it was just you know you will always have and this is the thing whether it's even down to job interviews and you're like yeah i nailed that and then you didn't get it and you're like what <laughs> yeah i know what you mean yeah you know it's all these kind of different things you're like yeah smashed it and then you're like oh maybe i didn't kind of like when i buy a lotto ticket and i'm like oh this is my weekend and then i don't win it and i'm like what the fuck i i was sure i deserve this i was sure i had the right numbers like sorry i don't understand that yeah and i think there's something to be said as well for guys like i've just never like men they don't take rejection amazingly, but they do also in another way. Like, do you ever remember when you were younger and be like, uh, will you meet me? No. Will you meet me, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just bumped on to the next girl. They do, or they move on very quickly. Yeah. If they said no, they just keep moving on. Yeah. And moving on or in the disco until they found someone like, you know. 
No, I mean, it's like, again, it's down to the specific, I mean, you could talk to a man who is just a shell of himself because he's no confidence, you know, the complete opposite of that. But I think with teenage boys and the shift and the ride, I think that's a completely different fucking... Yeah, we could do a different episode on that. We could do a whole different, yeah. It's a different planet, really. I'd be like, here, man, let me tell you a few things. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think there's a lot of money to be made out there for self-confidence seminars. Yeah, oh, TED Talks. TED Talks, anything along those lines. Yeah, there's, and do you know what? They, they really put it into layman's terms. I love TED Talks. They put it into layman's terms, and they... Like they're these ten minute, fourteen minute nuggets that make you feel fucking deadly about yourself after you watch them. Yeah, they can be great. There's so, there's so many on confidence. Yeah, and I feel it's funny we have a uh, uh, one of our listeners wrote in to us about just because they've been receiving uh, feedback from everybody about what makes them confident, what knocks their confidence, kind of different variations, but. This girl said, for reasons I won't go into, I ended up doing a self-confidence workshop. She told us that if somebody has a problem with you, that's their problem, not your problem. Worrying about it isn't going to change how they feel about you. I'm a much happier person now who doesn't give a shit what other people think about me and who also doesn't lose sleep over it. And do, sorry, I didn't catch the end of that? Doesn't lose sleep over it. Oh, doesn't lose sleep over it, yeah. Yeah. So I think that it's funny because this kind of goes back to... There, and I see it a lot in kind of friend groups or, you know, with younger girls and teenagers and stuff of like trying to change who you are to like fit to please someone, to almost be a people pleaser. And I think growing up as a teenager, I was probably at, at a level of a people pleaser, most definitely. I think we've talked about this before in like the relationships podcast mainly, but like I was always such a dummy for friends, but never a dummy when it came to guys yeah yeah I don't know what it was I don't know what it is about the opposite sex I just don't take shit from them I just won't it's just simply not on my radar but when it comes to girls I'm way softer really yeah when it comes to my friendships I'm so soft and then when it comes to like men or any of that kind of stuff I'm like me bollocks (laughs) that's very true Would, would it depend on how close you are to them though as well no. <laughs> what are not? So, like, no. your best friend, say if I had a gripe, say, mm-hmm. my best friend, and I was like, I thought she, whatever, whatever it was that she was doing, or whatever she was saying to me, or was affecting me, the situation, I would be more inclined to beat around the bush with my friends. So, like what you're saying, uh, beat around the bush with a girl. Yeah. Whereas if it was Adam, I would give him the what's for. But I'd be, like, I know I'm, I'm closer, not, not, how would I put, put this? I've been friends with Sonia longer than I've been with Adam. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think there is that level of like, in a lot of girls, there is some, there is some women that thrive on conflict. It is kind of concerning, but there yeah, is, there is. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I don't thrive on conflict, but I'm not afraid of it. And I think that's another thing. And I think, you know, it's very, it's so natural to have conflict in life. You're never going to have the same opinions as everyone. And the worst thing about if you're a people pleaser and if you're listening to this and you're, you are a people pleaser and you kind of identify that as part of yourself is that you and conflict don't go hand in hand. Nobody goes hand in hand with conflict. But the minute that you accept it's going to be this way, the minute you get so much better, you know? Yeah. And it's it's funny, like, I think over the years, definitely when I was younger, especially like, 
in my teens I cared a lot about like my friends and trying to keep them close to me and like not falling out with anybody and like now the minute that I just kind of gave up on that shit and like I just I live a happier life like I live a happier life with more genuine friendships okay you know yeah and that would add to your confidence too because shitty friends will fucking decimate you you know what it's so weird I can't um and I hear this all the time from different people like I know people who go through friends like they're fucking packets of crisps yeah and I can't fathom it because and it's just it's just me I don't know whether it's because I'm no all my friends I like I wouldn't give them up you know I've had the same friends for years I never let anyone in you like you know how am I gonna say well because I have made so many friends like through Instagram and stuff over the last couple years and I'm still friends with all of them I suppose I just probably wouldn't make friends with somebody who I wasn't mad about in the first place oh I, I understand what you mean do you know like I just I haven't had that issue yeah where I've had to get rid of a shitty friend I just haven't had one yes I know what you mean I I've had many unfortunately have you yeah I just I can't well I can't personally relate to it I'm sure I'm probably one of the very few yeah because I I, like that when I see people who are like ah me best out you know and it's a different best out every week I'm like what yeah I understand I think I like I have one friend who I've been friends with since we moved to Blanche now we're not like I call her my best friend she's my longest friend then I have Sonia who's also my best friend but I've only kind of known her for the last I don't know, 15 years and like that's that would be my close-knit friends do you know yeah I get you I do get you oh. yeah I think yeah I think it's all these little tidbits as well and I think the person that you are in your teens is not going to be the same person that you are in your 20s and not going to be the same person that you are in your 30s that's obvious that's like you know I don't need to say that for anybody to to understand it but I do think that like and sometimes friendships do have a sell-by date which I think is very difficult for a lot of people especially if they've been in a big friend group growing up through school or anything along those lines and you know if you try to conform to how they see things or the the direction they've gone in their life that is going to take a big knock on you because you're going to think there's something wrong with you and you start thinking something's wrong with you it's a negative thought you let that fester and it affects your confidence mm, yeah it, it's really important to like constantly check up on yourself and it's okay to outgrow people I mean we will end up doing probably a podcast on friendships I'd say at some point because for some reason a lot of our listeners ask for that yeah yeah but this, a, the thing a lot of them probably have that problem where they've had to get actually I'm thinking of one now we I didn't necessarily get rid of her she just stopped talking to us was it me <laughs> no, I just actually I was only thinking of her the other day. Jeez, it has happened, but that that wasn't a big, like oh I need to get her in my life. She just yeah. kind of vanished out. <laughs> like, we we were like, what the fuck is after happening there? Like no reason, no rhyme, just gone. Yeah, well that can happen so, a lot. Maybe maybe we were the shit friends. Yeah, there you go. And that's that's another thing. You sometimes you're going to have to identify yourself as the shitty friend too. Um, we, there was two of us in it. We were like, what the fuck did we actually do? what like we were trying we thought about it for like six months and we just couldn't fucking think of anything yeah now more circumstances change maybe that's what it was I don't know yeah you never know there's other things also you know you don't know your mind until I think I think the worst thing though about you know 
especially again, women or men, actually, it's a lot of men too, is when you see them get into a relationship and come out of it a totally different person. Yeah, that's sad to see. And like they're a shell of the human that they were. That's, I mean, I mean, it's fairly obvious that they, the, the, the significant other in that relationship was after fucking wrecking their confidence. It's after neck, knocking them for six, like. Yeah. Um, good few opinions here. So I do want to start going through them because we're probably going to end up discussing. I'll, yeah, I'll go, go through the opinions if you want to go through the DMs. Yeah, super. Cool. So I have the first one here. I always had issues with confidence due to my weight, which is a big one. Um, due to my weight, one of the first comments I can remember was a middle-aged man, complete stranger, calling me fat when I was 14. It's stuck with me since. Funny that, and again, I don't want to make this a better way podcast, but this is one of the things that I said to Jen earlier. I think, and not in a bad way, right? But a lot of people are like, Carla, how are you so confident yet you're overweight? <laughs> the two things can go hand in hand. It's, it's very weird, isn't it? It's fucking bizarre how people have let themselves believe these things, you know? But then at the same time, I don't really give a fuck. I think. You know, we've talked about Bopo before, good old body positivity and stuff like that. But again, it's like, why the fuck do you think I'd care what somebody else thinks of my weight? I already have to think about it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I, like, so, I'm sorry, but some of the best fucking people I know are overweight. Like, they're gas. But like, they're, the mo- they're the most confident people. And they're fucking happy. But it's again, it's like, it's fucking nothing. It's like, we're such a fat phobic fucking world. Oh my yeah. God. It doesn't, yeah, it's, it, it, I can't, yeah, there's no words. I know, like, especially with Ireland, it's such a fucking fat phobic. Oh my God, it's, just, it's crazy. It's crazy, yo. But like, you know, it's, it's funny, like, you know, the start of that Lizzo song, and it's like, I've been waiting for this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's like me every time I see it. I'm like, I've been waiting for this one. Turn it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. And I'm like, can't wait to talk about how we're fat folk nation. Anyway, let me get started. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think that could be a big thing because especially for and I mean, especially for the girls that were good looking and skinny and still and then the hormones hit and off they went. God yeah. bless. And that that those generally are the kind of people that end up being really really upset about their weight and lose confidence from it I've always been fat <laughs> uh, yeah well I mean that goes with, with any kind of situation do you know like I, I was going through um old pictures last night because I was going through like the phases of the fucking hairstyles that I had and I was looking at me um because I'm, I'm fucking I'm after age in about 20 years since Bobby was born I'm not even I, as I was saying to you earlier I'm going to get all of the Botox that can fit in my face <laughs> just going to get keep getting injectables be like yes <laughs> fucking everything is going into my face but I saw like looking at my skin then and I look I was fucking 18 19 and this is it's just one of those things I don't look like that anymore and that knocked me confidence a bit like when I saw I was like oh but that goes with anything yeah. You know, so like you're talking about the the fit skinny girls in school that ended up putting on weight later in life. Like that's after knocking the confidence. That that can happen with anything. It's not necessarily weight related. I don't understand why people obsess with weight so much. Yeah. Well, I think the problem is as well when it comes to weight and 
people that fixate. I think, you know, Ireland in particular, we're quite rough on people that are overweight because we grew up with Irish mammies and Irish mammies were quite stiff. Well, not all Irish mammies, but I mean, it was a kind of thing where quite a, you know, the man had a real true place in the home for a lot of the years. It was kind of like, again, this is just a general sweeping statement let's not lie but at the same time it's how I'm feeling and um it is that kind of way and I have noticed that like and especially in the same way Irish mammies are are very hard to hard pressed to see the the wrong in their sons I saw a tweet actually it was about normal people and it was like most unrealistic scene of all the normal people wasn't the amount of sex that they were having because no normal couples have that amount of sex it was like it was the mammy calling him a fucking prick (laughs) like yes. no Irish mammy you'll ever see will pull up their son that's very true I know when I was howling but um yeah I think it's all into the like I mean I'd be here all day if I start talking about the patriarchy but like it is that kind of way where and I see why people are so confidence knocked because we were told in the 90s it was heroin chic the skinnier the better you know then the 2000s came Paris Hilton, same situation. She became her icon. Then we flipped the switch. So our generation is so used to being like, no, you have to be real thin. And now all of a sudden it's like all about the ass and the titties, but you better have a tiny waist. Yeah. You know, it's like, you like, no, no, you better be like an hourglass. You can't be overweight unless like, no, no. And it's kind of, it's head wrecking. And that's why it's looking at younger photos of me is depressing. I think it's depressing because I was leaner. As I said, I've never been quote unquote thin. I was definitely looking back, it's like I was actually quite slim, but I wouldn't have been, while everybody was an eight, I was a 12, you know? So yeah. while we kind of, like we've talked about this before, but I think it's one of those kind of things you look back and you're like, oh my God, I wish I, I wish I knew I wasn't fat back then, but I was told I was fat. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of, that will take a knock on your confidence because you're never going to really see yourself for here you are. And then the older I got, the less I gave a fuck. Well, that's great. And I'm glad that you don't give a fuck anymore. What I what strikes me and what I would say, and it sounds so cliche, is that th- that stuck with her because it was a middle-aged man. Yeah. Uh, that is weird. So, like, I mean, that, I mean, that obviously says so much about him rather than her. Yeah. It obviously does, but... To the person on the receiving end of that, you can never tell. They won't listen to that until they go through what you did in that years of experience and maturing and getting the confidence to say, I don't give a fuck what you think of my weight, you know? Yeah. But it's unfortunately, you have to go through years of beating yourself up about shit like that because of wankers like him yeah i know and it is crazy it's like it's it's mad what people will have the audacity to say so publicly yeah like be a creep on the inside you don't have to be a fucking creep on the outside it's just yeah and that's i do think like it is so easy to perceive confidence as being arrogant or as being you know, classist or obnoxious, it's so easy to see it that way when you're not a confident person yourself. And I, I don't really give a fuck what anybody says. It's, it's true. It's, do you know what as well, though? I think we're kind of hardwired to think a certain way as well. Because, say, I'll just give you this example. I talk into my phone on Instagram, right? I'm known for it. I will not do that 
in front of my family. I'm, if I'm in the middle of talking to Instagram and somebody walks in, I, I'd be fucking mortified. Before all this lockdown shit happened, there was an event happening in Boots. I walked into Boots and there was obviously, I don't know who she was. She was a blogger or she was a fucking PR. I don't know. She was talking into, into her phone on Instagram. And I walked past her and I went, whoa, fucking scarlet for you. I, I do it. So why was I thinking that about her? I'm, I was like, oh my God, I'm hardwired to think that these people are wankers and I'm fucking one of them. What is wrong with me? Why did I automatically just go, oh, and I'd fucking love to have the confidence of what she was doing. Yeah. And you, and you see it all the time. People who constantly talk into their phones when they're out in public, some will not give a fuck and you'll see people in the background looking at them talking into their phone going, what the fuck is this fucker doing? And then you'll have other people who'll have their headphones in they're like, I'm just going to pretend that I'm on Skype. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's, I don't know. I'm on Skype, I'm definitely not on my Instagram story. Do you know what I find funny? I don't, I don't like being on Instagram or like talking into my stories in front of people unless they're involved in it, just so they kind of... Just so they, they know what's going on. Just out of politeness more than anything else. Like, I mean, if I'm in bed, whatever. But, like, there is, there's been times where I've been sitting in the sitting room and, like, my sister will literally put down her phone and stare at me talking to mine. And I'm like, do you have something to say to me? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, same with Tom. He'll literally be like... And then he'll be like, cool. And I'm like, is there a reason why you're staring at me do this? Yeah. Very odd behaviour from you. Well, you see, I love that you have the confidence to where, like, you're the one, you're doing your thing, and they are fucking weirdos for looking at you. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> I am the complete opposite, and I'm like, oh, no, they think I'm a weirdo because I'm talking into the fact they're dead, right? They're de- I am a weirdo, they're dead, right? No, I'm literally like, is there a reason why you are a little freak and you're just sitting there staring at me do this, like? They'd like they were polar opposites. It's so fucking funny. Like no, I know. Just how to show where the confidence is with the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Is is with me. <laughs> yeah, I I need to uh, I need to work on that. So the next one is I told my dad I had start running. He laughed at me, and a week later I hurt my ankle. But it had been in my head that he had laughed at me and completely knocked my confidence back. So th- this kind of thing. So she's. She told her that I'm going to start running. He kind of laughed at her and said she wouldn't, like, you know, in a way that you're not going to be able to do it and she hurt her ankle. But it's, I don't think the ankles haven't got to do it. I'm not confident being knocked, but that's, it's one of those things because I can actually relate to this. My mom is always saying, I'm going to start walking, I'm going to start walking. And something always fucking happens to her, either her ankle or her knee. And then her confidence is knocked over it. Yeah. There has been a bit like, through quarantine, my dad will be like, you're not going for a walk. And my mum was like, oh, what, what, like, you want to see the fucking bruise on her ankle? She came down on it one day. I don't know what happened to her. But uh, she was like, I can't, my ankle. And you could see that the confidence wasn't there. And then she felt guilty because it was said to her. And I was like, oh, my poor little ma. Yeah, oh, she's so cute. Yeah, and then even, like, another example of it would be your one, again, that Jimmy wardrobe thing. I She was like, why don't you just wear, like, a skirt and wear tights? And I was like, yeah, but it's the winter. And she was like, yeah, but you're wearing tights. You're not going to be cold. Do you know, it's it's fashion or whatever. And I was like, do you know what I think my fucking problem is? If I go down the stairs in the skirt, I'm going to get comments. I'm going to be going, oh, look at you. Where are you going? Why are you wearing that? And I just, I, that's 
what knocks me confidence as well. So yeah, one actually before she left, she turned around to me, man. She was like, now if she comes down the fucking dress, I'm not to open it up bleeding out, right? Yeah. <laughs> me, and ma, me and ma was like oh fuck yeah I didn't realize that might have an effect on you like yeah I think it's funny isn't it because there's some like there's some people that will really like do you ever be in front of someone and they eat you up like they look at you from head to toe and they check out every single thing that you do like every single thing that you're wearing every like I just there's some people that do a full body scan and you're like okay I've yeah, I've experienced it at events, yeah, but not like really. Just not really. I don't. I just don't surround myself with pricks, like. No, mate, come, come, fucking, come do some of the shit that I've done. Come do some of the jobs that I've done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel it like you feel a girl, but I think you kind of have to just be real. Like, or do you ever wear something a little bit risque? <laughs> a little bit risque. And it, yeah. again, it's annoying, like, I have bigger breasts than a lot of people, and everything looks sexy and provocative when it's just a tank top. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look at you getting them out. No, I'm wearing this top. <laughs> this is a penny's base. This is a penny's top. If I wear a polo, I look like an elephant. If I don't, like, what, do you, um, what would you like? I'm wearing a crop top right now. It's got a square neckline. They're there. They're not going. Yeah, I get you. It's weird. It is horrible. I have a DM from someone here, and I think it's a nice reflection. A positive story, if you will. Um, I didn't have much confidence growing up. When I was 20, I went to a personal trainer, and I learned how to drive. That's a big one. Um, I became a dedicated fitness one. Fast forward a year, and I got a job at a bar. My confidence from working out and feeling good helped me with all these new people, and these guys were so confident and outspoken. I basically mimicked them. It is true, fake it till you make it. After that, nearly everyone in my life could see the difference. My friends, my family, even my college lecturers. I'm so happy I got that self-love buzz at 21 and stay conf- And that confidence level has stayed. But I've also gotten humble as I've gotten older to balance it out. Long story short, it's all down to us and the people around us. I feel your vibe attracts your tribe. Love the podcast. Ah. That's a great story. It is a great story. I yeah. I she did that really early as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you are younger, you do get this, I, I think it's from like 20 to 23, you get this big burst of confidence. Yeah. You're not a teenager anymore, you're kind of doing your bits, you kind of have probably made new friends, whether you went from work, straight into work or straight into college or something, you kind of do get that little burst of confidence. And it is funny because it kind of comes full circle, because like looking back, I'm like, cringe for you, Carla, so cringy, oh my God. Yeah. And um, then... Ugh. Yeah, you're like, who did you think you were? (laughs) But then that is, you're you're not, you're supposed to grow. If you cringe, I saw something actually, and it's like, if you cringe the person you used to be, that's correct. You did something right because you've changed the way you were. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, good, because I fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I also see those memes and it's like, you know, when you're you're just trying to go to sleep and you can't and then you think about something you did when you were fucking 12 and you almost sink into the mattress. Like, yeah, you want to get sick, like. Yeah, all over yourself. Yeah, you're like, whoa, boy. Fucking horrible feeling. Horrible feeling. <clears throat> but what you're saying there, right, so say, like, it's not like there's a kind of hierarchy, but when I say, see the way you're saying about the ages 21 to 23, getting this big confidence burst. Mm-hmm. 
some 21 to 23 year olds I look at and I'm like oh get back in your box so I think what what she said there about being humble to balance it out really matters mm-hmm. like that's important that is important important confidence can very easily turn into cockiness and that is just not a good trait in anyone see I think it's tough for confidence to turn into cockiness yeah yeah I think people's perception is the devil sometimes like honestly the shit that's like it's when they see you doing something that's slightly different to you or they're you're a little bit more kind of self-assured sometimes like it just it translates into this bollocksology of it's like well you're a bit arrogant aren't you no, I, but I'm talking about a very obvious cockiness. Do you know, like, no, fuck you, I'll do this. And then there are actual wankers who can't. Like the Geordie Shore uh, VT. Yeah, that kind of, that obnoxious, <laughs> yeah. that obnoxious confidence. Like, it's just, it's not a good trait in anyone. So that's why I like what she said. She kind of, she's confident, but she's also humble. So, like, it's it's a kind of, um, I don't uh, maybe I'm just, like, no, I get. I, I do understand what you're saying, but I this is what I mean. Like, I, I understand the difference between, you know, what is it in Geordie Shore? They're like, I'm the fittest lad in all of Newcastle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. I just butchered that, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I can't remember what a Geordie accent is. That's probably not that either. Anyway, um, we won't spend too much time on that. And that kind of stuff, you're I like, am oh. not, I am not confident doing <laughs> a Geordie accent. Things I'm not confident at, that. <laughs> Let's make a list, shall we? That. Um, that would be up there. But um yeah, stuff like like stuff like that you see and you're like, oh my god, you're so cocky, you're so arrogant or whatever. I get that, but somebody like being confident in their opinion or speaking their mind, how does that translate? It's like what? No, that that's fine. But I, I mean just in being confident as a person, if you have that hum- humble thing there as well, it's kind of like that that whole, like, say if you're asked, that kind of yeah. mentality. You know, don't go fucking into a room and just be like, hi, I'm an honor student. I am capable of X, Y, and Z, and I am going to change the whatever the fuck it is. Like, but, like, tell people that if you're asked. Yeah, and I think it's... Know, you're right like it is it's funny when you see like even the other day I was re-watching old episodes of um one of my favorite shows Vanderpump Rules and what like they were at the reunion you know when they, when they do the cast reunions mm-hmm. and one of the girls was fighting with one of the other girls and uh she had said I'm smarter than any person I've ever met in my life oh that's yeah no. and the girl was like oh you're not oh, sorry I forgot you're the person who's smarter than anybody else in the entire world and she was like oh my god I can't believe I said that that was so embarrassing and she was like oh I cringe every time I see that I can't believe I said that and she's like well you said it she's like yeah I know. I, you know and she's like I know I can't believe I said it I'm so I'm so embarrassed and everyone's like but you said it <laughs> oh no she has grown if she's she's looking back and cringing now she's grown she's grown yeah Absolutely. Probably listen to our first few podcasts and I'd be cringing in the corner. (laughs) Oh, God bless us. Um, Somebody else here. Bullying has had a terrible effect on my confidence. Not from a young age, but people around my area started really bullying me when I was about 14. And it really had a terrible effect on my confidence about my looks. Still living in my mum's in the same area. A lot of people are including my bullies. 
a lot of people are including my buddies. Okay, I'm 27. Oh, a lot of people are, comma, including my buddies. Okay, comma. <laughs> um, I'm 27 and still to this day too self-confident to really go out and about self-conscious. I think she meant. My sister asked me last week would I go jogging with her in the area, and I nearly died. It is horrible. Ah. I can see that totally. There is some people that if I saw out, I try and actively avoid. From the perspective of... I don't... Do you know what I hate? The weird hi thing. Do you say hi? Do you not say hi? But it was funny. My sister said it to me the other day. She was like, you know, she was like, you just say hi. Because if they don't say hi back, they're an arsehole. And she was like, whether it's if they say hi to you and you don't say hi back, you're the arsehole. You're never the arsehole for saying hi. Yeah, we said this on the podcast last week. Did we? Yeah, like smile and say hello to people who are walking past you. And like you're never going to feel embarrassed for doing it, even if they don't respond. But you're going to feel like an arsehole if you don't respond to them. So it wasn't my sister. It was me making this up. And it was actually on the podcast. It was actually me. It was actually yeah. Jennifer, my <laughs> other sister. <laughs> sister in my head um but yeah and it's it, it is bringing it back to that thing and I think that's something that I'm like okay I need to push forward with that now just people that you know you kind of half grew up with but you kind of didn't you kind of like last time you saw them was probably at a session bit groggy 6am kind of vibe yeah yeah that's awkward and I'm always like do I say do I do I acknowledge the fact or for some reason sometimes I'm like they probably won't remember me yeah they will <laughs> yeah uh no they definitely will yeah see this is the thing and like if if the last time you saw them was at a 6am fucking house party and you were groggy like they were in the same sitch so you know yeah absolutely it wasn't, it wasn't just you yeah no <laughs> I know but you ever just be like at that point it's again it's like that looking back and cringing like sometimes you look mm-hmm. back at sessions and I'm like I can never look at that human again Ever. I think though with that girl with the bullying it really oh I, I can vouch for it myself I was fucking bullied for years and it just you do uh, I, I got to a stage where I actually wouldn't go down to the Blanchetown Centre for I'd say about a year and a half because that's where I was bullied like just it was one time actually I think it was twice but I went back down after the fourth time and it happened again so that's what completely knocked me I was like no fuck that I'm never going down there again on my own so I can completely understand where she's coming from and then obviously that's after taking a fucking effect all these years later as well I can't imagine it's fucking horrendous what I would be saying though is do try even look up the TED talks look up any kind of self-help thing that's available for free online just to see how you feel after reading it yeah and I think there's a lot there's a lot of um good stuff out there about like letting go of emotions absolutely or even understanding why you're feeling the way you're feeling in the first place and putting that into kind of perspective and understanding it a bit better might help you in itself like you know you don't even have to put any work in but even if you know why you're feeling the way you're feeling you might feel so much better yeah I feel you failure um i have another one here my confidence has always been terrible i'm a bigger girl and this time next year i'm getting married shout out to carla my mua oh hey girl (laughs) um i started doing uni slim in february and i had lost one stone in four weeks amazing right well then lockdown happened and i'm now back to where i started off 
I'm struggling so badly because I just can't seem to get back on the wagon. I've two small kids, no social life at the moment, and my partner works away. So food is my comfort. All I want to do is be confident and comfortable in my own skin at my wedding. I just can't seem to get a grip, even though I want it so bad. I just don't want to spend my day thinking, oh, they look think I look fat. She looks, she's looking at my belly. Why is he marrying me kind of thing? That, come here, it's completely down to your own self-confidence again. I, and to anybody who has sent in any messages or opinions on this that might be struggling with their confidence, is just do what you can. Look up the TED Talks. Try and... Like, I wouldn't be saying to her, go and lose two stone, like, get motivated, any of this sort of shit. Just find the confidence in yourself. It does not... It doesn't fucking matter what other people are thinking. And they're probably not going to be thinking it. If you're inviting them to your wedding, I'm going to go ahead and imagine they like you. So, that's not going to be a, a thing. Do you know? It's horrible that people feel that way about themselves when it's 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 really not the case. Yeah. Yeah, would, you it, walk through, yeah. would you walk through the centre or would you see a heavier lady and think at Yeah, and that's so funny, isn't it? It's like, they are not thinking about you, baby girl. Yeah, they're not. Like, it's no. just not a thing. They're going to judge you, but they. it's funny, like, walking into a wedding, you never think, even if their dress is horrific, you're like, they look beautiful. I don't know what it is. It's like in your head, isn't it? I just, it really depends on the per- person. Really? Really? horrible people out there yeah but I think if you're invited to a wedding you know and it's like your friend like if you've invited somebody to I just think weddings are so well they need to be more fucking personal but I think they're so personal that I would never want somebody that I was kind of unsure about like maybe a bitchy girlfriend of a oh Jesus no I mean like as the bride absolutely yeah not nobody's going to be judging you I think other guests judge other guests yeah oh yeah if yeah. you're wearing a white dress to somebody else's wedding, everybody is talking about you. Don't get don't get it twisted. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. Talk, I'm thinking more like if you're looking at the bride. Ah, not the bride. No, Jesus, you wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's you know when you you're, it's almost not you're lucky, but it's almost that kind of default that everybody's like she's gonna look amazing. You know exactly. No, there's fucking there's no way anybody would think anything negatively at all. Like just. There's, and it's so easy for me to say, yeah, obviously, I'm not going through it and I'm not in that girl's head, but it, it's like it's just so simple in my head. Like, that's not going to happen. You you get your confidence, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a controversial one here. Well, it's not controversial, but it's something that I think we're going to go back and forth about. <laughs> so, my girls love the podcast. One thing I wanted to mention, which Jen touched on before is how some people think that they can get away with saying anything they want to someone who is slim. People who would never call a bigger person fat seem to think it's fine to tell a slimmer person they need to eat something or that they're too skinny. It is something that happened to me quite a bit in my teenage years and I found it knocked my confidence for a while until I found a way to deal with it. Another thing is people negatively commenting on others for wearing tan and makeup, having extensions, etc. If that's what I choose to spend my money on to feel my best, then it's nothing to do with them and they should pop back into their hole of jealousy. <laughs> love that back into your box yeah love that, love that. Um, um right so we we had a bit of an argument about this on the body positive one yeah we did um you don't think it's an issue at all when somebody's called skinny no i never said that right <laughs> well i think the main point of it was that it was just like no we're not talking about this it's not an issue it's not the same thing 
it's not the same thing. I never said it was not an issue. It is an issue, but I, it's not the same thing. And I think it's funny because there was a girl in Love Island. Her name's Amber. Amber, I think she won with Ken season three. And she put up a tweet and it was nothing short of so town deaf. And she was talking about how she's sick of being called a petite woman. And how, you know, people commenting on how skinny she is and how she it wouldn't be the same if it like they'd never do it if she was fat. And yeah. everyone was like, <laughs> I was like, first of all, I don't know who told slimmer girls to start calling themselves petite because petite means short. I was going to say, this is, that's not the same thing. Petite means short. Yeah, I know. But like the amount of people that are like, I'm naturally petite. I'm like, right, when did you start correlating that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm naturally a petite woman. Yeah, you're short, but you're not talking about you being short. You're talking about you being slim. But um, it, it was just such a kind of, I was like, but you know it's not the same. It's not right, but you know it's not the same. So stop comparing the two. I think where I be coming from was it with it is like stop fucking commenting on anyone. Oh yeah, well I mean would love it, but I think when people pit the skinny argument against the fat argument, it's just you're not going to take away one woman's struggles by pitting it against each other, or one man's struggles by pitting it against each other. Just say, please stop calling me skinny. I don't appreciate it. Don't compare it to people calling someone else fat because you know it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same struggle. It never will be the same struggle. You'll never be viewed the same as somebody who's fat or classed as overweight or quote unquote fat or whatever way they want to be seen. So it's like, why are you even trying to bridge that gap? Why are you even trying to have that conversation? Well, I, from my point of view, from being somebody who doesn't fucking have an issue with anything, I don't give a shit about my body, but I have never had a weight problem. I'd be like, just stop fucking commenting, full stop. But don't like, I, I don't appreciate people turning around going, oh, you're a skinny bitch. You don't have to. Like, I bounced back after Bobby. I don't have a look. I'm just going to fucking say it. I don't have one stretch mark. I, you would never know that I was pregnant six months ago like you would never fucking know and to a lot I would be classed as very lucky but the amount of times I've been called a lucky bitch I have done nothing right and I know that people are going to be going a fuck off Jen like you don't you didn't have to do anything to go back to it but I, I didn't like I've been called a bitch for something that's completely out of my fucking control yeah I feel you do you know, I, I, I feel like fucking nearly saying sorry to people because the, somebody could have had a baby at the same time as me and it's like, oh, look at me, look at you, you skinny bitch. It's like, but I, I did not, like, I can't fucking control it. Do you want me to apologise? Do you want me to take some of your, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, you're making me feel bad over something I've no fucking control over. Like, I, 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 that's what it is. You're, um, you're being made feel bad for being skinny. That's what it fucking is. And it's like somebody who's overweight is kind of, it, it does kind of feel a bit like a bit of fucking begrudgery or something. There is that. But as I said before, you're just, we're not going to get anywhere in life if we keep comparing. Obviously, there was the scandal with Landa Del Rey this I think it was this week, was it? Yeah, it was this week. It was like two or three days ago about like her comparing how her how she's been called all these things and 
Beyonce hasn't and all these other people she was kind of fucking listening and all this other shit and everybody was like would you stop comparing yourself to other people and maybe we can have a proper conversation stop dragging them into your own struggle oh she was trying to prove a point she was her lyrics are kind people think that they're glamorizing being in a shit relationship or yeah abusive relationships or something like that yeah and she's just expressing herself through her music but the other people like Ariana and Beyonce are expressing themselves about being sexy and stuff that's what she was trying to yeah I just, but that's what I'm like you're never gonna push you're never gonna put we're never gonna push anywhere if we keep using comparison like as they say comparison's the thief of joy but it's also the thief of you making a valid point yeah absolutely yeah no it does but I can I can see where that girl is coming from you're made, you are made feel bad and and listen the the argument not the argument but when something is said about overweight people and something is said about skinny people, it's a completely different feeling. I'm not saying that the feeling is the same, it, but it is. There's still a fucking problem there. Do you know what I mean? Just stop fucking commenting. Full stop, and that's the end of it. No, that's that on that. And that's that on that. And that is that on that, my friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have someone here who said that Gail talks changed their confidence. Oh, I'd love to be able to speak Irish. I mean, I never went to the Gale Talk because I couldn't speak a word. I mean, August. <laughs> uh, ta. Ta. Sha. Uh, sha. Oh, sha. <laughs> I would say. And then the Gale Talk is, um, like, you're going off there now for a t- you're a teenager without your parents for a while and you're you're doing your own bits, you're speaking a different language. Of course that's going to boost your confidence. That'd be fucking deadly to boost your confidence. Yeah. I do, I like it. Um, let me just see now. I'm going through some of the, uh, the opinions here. Overcoming a five-year domestic violent relationship has knocked me and I'm not sure I'll ever be the same. Like, that, that has to be hard. Obviously, we did a podcast on domestic abuse with Jen Carroll and hearing some of the stuff that she went through was harrowing. Yeah, it's rough. Um, now she is getting her confidence back through like through the years but she likes that she said the same she's there's always going to be a point where she'll think back and it will kind of knock her back a little bit and as as far as she's come it will always be with her and it will always hold her back to some extent mm-hmm. but in her mind now she's out with that like, three years now so what is if Carter is he had a birthday the other day he's six she left when he was sorry it's five years Um. But she, like she said that, and obviously it's going to be a long journey. I, I mean, all I can say is, like I've said with the other ones, it's trying, and I'm, like I'm not trying to be an agony aunt here either, but I am trying to go like, oh, what, what could she do? Like, just try and walk on it. It's just, it's fucking everybody's situation is so different. I can't imagine. I can't. Yeah, I think like, I mean, that's that it's back to that kind of point of like sometimes you come in and out of a relationship and be a shell of your former self, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that especially if you've, if you've been in a domestic violent relationship, it's it's just tough to recover from, it's tough to recover from anything that's happened, but especially your confidence is going to be on the floor because the problem is and why a lot of people stay with um, abusers is because they feel like that's what they deserve. Well, I mean, abuse, abusers groomed them for years to think that. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, there's no easy way or quick way of getting out of that mindset because that's been ingrained in you, whether you knew it or not, for a lot longer than you probably realised. Drilled in. Drilled in. Drilled in, drilled in. Like retraining a new person. It's just, like I said, I can't imagine. It's it's a horrible situation. Awful. Um, I have another one here. It just said big groups. I you've said this. Walking past yeah. teenage groups. I hate them. Like, oh yeah, I'm after getting shivers as well. It does. I don't know where to look. I just hate it. Maybe we should try try the um that the trick. Just say hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be like, stop trying to ride me, and I'll be like, okay, bye. Actually, yeah, yeah. I walked up to the shop today. Now I'm just thinking of this. I walked up to the shop today and there was like a, whatever, the railing and the wall. It was only a small gap that I could get out. But there was a group of kids, should not be out playing together. They were definitely not from the same household, regardless. They were doing, making some, some fucking TikTok or something. And they were all blocking the thing. And two kids who were completely blocking it because they had their bikes couldn't see me because I was there with the buggy. And I just stood in front of them and I wasn't embarrassed and I said it with full confidence, probably because they were 11 and I just went, excuse me. <laughs> and then they wouldn't move and then their mates were like, oh, will move out of a fucking way, will you let dope you? <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you, excuse me. And I walked through with no embarrassment. Could have been the age of them. But I, I walked up to that with full confidence today now and I'm very proud of myself. Yeah. Well, go you, girl. I mean, I'm... I'm proud of you. I feel vibes for you. Just tell them next time you walk by, you're definitely not trying to ride them. No, yeah. Well, they were 11, so I think it, if, if they were like older teenagers with <laughs> bad attitude, I would have walked the other way, I think. Really? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I don't know what it is about gangs of boys, or, but gangs of teenagers, it's crazy. It's ca- and then they're so different from, like they used to be slightly obedient years ago. But they're not anymore. Like they're just. Hard. I don't feel like they were. <laughs> do not think so. I, I feel like there was a bit more respect years ago. I just do. I feel like they sit in their own bubble. Bubble. Yeah. Bubble. These days, I just don't think there's any, really any. But no, I mean, I, I haven't had too many run-ins, so I could be completely wrong there. But I think another thing that I want to talk about was perception of confidence too, and it's like it's definitely something that I've probably spoken about to some extent but it's how you know women versus men are viewed as far as like women can be instead of women like men are assertive women are bossy yeah and it's like speak up but not too much Mm, it's like get your point across but don't be fiery this kind of shite (laughs) does my fucking nut this is the whole thing I think the whole, but like, because I said earlier on, so I can't really be a hypocrite here. I like the whole confidence but humble thing. I think that's just a good mantra for anyone. But most people are. That's that's. I don't think the humble thing is is something to strive to be because I think most people they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses, and sometimes like I feel like people can find fault in something that like something that you're strong at. People are. They can find fault in it because it wouldn't be they wouldn't be as confident as you would be, and therefore you're arrogant or you're 
cocky. Yeah, yeah. It's this delicate balance. I'm like, or maybe you don't fucking know me. How about that? And if you asked me to do something like a javelin, I wouldn't be that confident, would I? That's true, yeah. You know? But here... Like, uh, what's the word initiation? Like, if you join a team or if somebody new joins or creating a new team and work, everybody should be made to do something that they're good at and something that they're shit at. And now we have 11 playing fields. Yeah, yeah. We're only human. And here we go. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. Let's clock in. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's it's really important. It's like, oh, cool. You can whip together an Excel spreadsheet. Blend your eyeshadow. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, it it is that thing. It's like, oh, really? You're really good at presentations? Walk on a tightrope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go skiing. (laughs) Make a fool of yourself in front of everyone so we're on a level. Exactly. I think it's a great idea. Somebody actually did say here that before I present, I go into the bathroom, stretch out, make yourself as big as possible. It's a mind trick we're given when we we start public speaking. So that's the power pose. Power posing, yeah. Love the power pose. Love a power pose. What's your favourite power pose? Hands on the hips. Uh, just the, the legs. Shoulder length apart. I like the A. Do you? Yeah. I didn't know there was different ones, to be honest. Yeah, there's loads of different ones. We used to have to do them before we do a big school, like a big training school. And that's another thing. I think that there's, you know, Jen, you've been on stage, so you have to get over your fucking fear of people if you're going to be on stage. You know, you just do. (laughs) I could never act because I'd be scarlet. I don't think I have a fear of people, do I? No, as in, like, the way that you'd view it, it's like, a lot of people, especially with me, I'm like, oh, like, and it was because when I was in college, I'll never forget it. Everybody just used to make me do the presentations. So I'm good at presentations now. Yeah. No one in my group and the amount of shitty group situations that I got thrown in. Nobody wanted to speak. I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I was always that person as well. Yeah. yeah, I was like, right, whatever. I'll fucking present it then. So anyway, here we are. This, oh, de- didn't create that slide, but I'm going to have to present it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, you spell a mistakes there, next slide. Um, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, badly put together graphics, next slide. <laughs> See, right. So when it comes to the acting, I am confident when I know what I'm saying. And I've said this before on the podcast. If I know my lines, you can be damn sure I'll go in and I'll fucking nail it. If I'm put in a situation where I have to do improv, fuck right off now. I will melt into the round and it's funny because we've spoken about this before about the live shows <laughs> well no well you see i mine it's kind of complex i couldn't do stand up i would have to know and most comedians do this anyway um you know i would have to know my set inside fucking out but what i've done in the past is made my set 24 hours before i had to go on stage barely knew it and that really knocked me confidence yeah because i know myself if i rehearsed it knew it wrote it knew it inside out I'd be a lot more confident in doing it even if it wasn't if even if I didn't get the laughs at least I know I knew what I was doing at the time now it's weird on a production if I'm act like if, if I was acting and like there's loads of people around that's fine I'm not scarlet but I had to like I had to do my own show reel and I wrote my own kind of script for it. And one of the scenes I have, like, oh, this is where I get cringe. I have, like, an English accent in it. 
And it was like only it was only me and the cameraman and his partner actually because we did it in his house. His partner was watching me because she was reading the opposite lines, and I fucking every time I think about it, I'm like, <laughs> 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 I hate. I just couldn't. And then even at the time, I was like, oh my god, I'm mortified. I'm so fucking sorry. I am mortified. Why did I set this up for myself? I hate this. I hate this situation. And even the voiceover work that I do, they just like off the bat say to me. Will you do this accent? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. When I go to do it, that's when I'm like, oh, fuck. And yeah, what did I agree to? Because I've no, I'm, I've loads of confidence in saying, yeah. I just have no confidence when I actually go to do it. But then, <laughs> well, I always end up putting myself in those situations because sometimes I have no choice. And after, I'm always like, do you know what? It wasn't that bad. Apart yeah. from that, apart from me, Shaw Real, that's, I still cringe at that. Yeah, well, there's certain things that you do, isn't it? And you're like, I remember when I did that and I didn't want to do it, but here I was doing it anyway because <laughs> I had to do it. And it is that kind of like, what is it? Um, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then even when I was doing those shows, like I was on the fucking the stage in Vicar Street more than once. And like the whole group of us would be like, Enya obviously it's her show it's her name behind it it's like she was doing the stand up on it as well I can understand why she was so nervous but she'd always say to me are you not nervous and I'd be like no I, and I genuinely wasn't because I yeah. knew what I was doing on the stage I'd, I'd no reason to be nervous being in front of an audience doesn't bother me I think yeah I think it's it was something as well I remember when I was first it wasn't do you know what I, I freak out if I'm presenting somebody else's content that can freak me out because it's not my words it's not my script so when we first and like I also came from a I came from a highly skilled group of trainers trained me and they didn't let you away with fuck off like right. fuck off like at all and I remember one of the more senior trainers <laughs> Heather she's just like she just always seemed to know what she was saying when she was up there. She'd come back, she'd be like, hey, I blacked out. I ain't got a fucking clue what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like, that fucking, oh, fuck it. Anyway, uh, yeah, go on. Next slide. <laughs> I remember that used to be, I was like, oh my God. Oh, brilliant. And it was, it's that kind of like somebody being like, don't worry, I'm in the kind of, like, I'm in the same place as you even though it looked so smooth, it was like, I lost my train of thought. I have no idea what I was trying to about. None. I love hearing other people saying that they struggled at the same thing as me. Yeah, exactly. It just, it, it, it does. And then you're like, oh, fuck it. If I get up there, it's fine. But it was, it was, it was so tough for me because of the level of scrutiny that I was put under every single day and the feedback. I mean, we used to do schools and then we'd sit around for an hour and a half receiving feedback of every, um, every, uh, every awe that they didn't like, every pause, every word you said wrong. I've been there and it does shake you. It makes you a better, but like now I'm literally like, couldn't give a fuck, great with feedback, great with critique, but it does take you a while. I remember that kind of one sliver and I was so new. And I was so like, oh, somebody else feels this way. Yeah, yeah. And it's all right. And she got through it and it looked great, you know. So I think there is, no, no one else is going to be judging you as much as, as you judge you. That's absolute, yeah. And it's so important to remember that. Like nobody is judging you as much as you're judging yourself. Just think about the way you think of other people. And if the answer to that is, well, I judge fucking everything. That says more about you. But people aren't really like that usually. The majority, I don't think. 
Unless you're my old training manager, then you are definitely judging you as much as you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, and only then, is there an exception. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, fake it till you make it. Uh, it works well for a short time. For a, a, a small amount of time. For a small amount of time. This yeah. I think, yeah. There, and it's funny, it's all these little things that you just wouldn't think about. Well, I personally wouldn't think about that can, like, knock someone's confidence. Yeah. Like, little quippy comments that you wouldn't think anything about. And I'm probably I'm probably guilty of dealing out a few of them, to be honest. Like, give me an example. Like, like let me think. I don't, I'm, I'm trying, you're probably on spot now, but like, you know, little quippy things that stay with you, because I'm just looking at the uh, question box here, and it's kind of like the same little smart, smart remarks that people, and even people writing in are like, they probably might not have met, said it, or made it like that, it just yeah, stuck with yeah, me, I guess. you know, yeah. um, I have one here that I think is, is interesting, because it's to do with the workplace, so four years ago, I worked very, very part-time, two to three hours a day for two days, maybe three days a week. It was mostly just covering for people while they were stuck with staff. I was looking for a full-time job in the same sector. And I was, as I was about to graduate in the field, I felt it was, I was ready to get more responsibility, more tasks and duties to do as well. Once I got an offer and it really was the perfect job, 40 hours a week and more pay as well as more responsibility and re- really gave me a chance to become more independent and get more confidence in the field. When I told my manager about it, he replied with, do you think you can handle all that responsibility? That comment ah. stuck with me for months and I let it get to me for a while. Now I don't even think about it. I know what I'm, I know I'm doing my best. I'm still learning. And most of all, I'm much happier in my job. Well, I'm glad for her. But that's Jesus. Shitty thing. Now, it, and now it is a shitty thing and I should have been worded different regardless of sometimes when something's written down, you can take up the tone wrong. Yeah, and it's funny, like, maybe he was like, are you sure that that's kind of what you want? Like, don't feel pressured or... Yeah, like, being really concerned about it. But, mm-hmm. but he should have worded it differently if he was going to send it by text, like... Yeah, like, Most of the time, I fucking love voice notes because I can't with the text, just in case, like, somebody picks me up wrong. Yeah. A lot of people are saying getting older, and this is something that I was... I was... I was taught... I'm not taught but it was something that was kind of drilled into me a lot from again my old job of being a trainer I was the youngest one on the training team and it was like drilled into me consistently that like you hit your 30s and you just become a different person (laughs) yeah you just forget about all the shit that happened and you're just like YOLO whatever yeah well it can knock some people's confidence and then it can obviously boost people's confidence I, I mean I look at so, like, in ways, I'm just like, yeah, look at me with all my experience. I don't give a shit about half of the shit I used to worry about. It's crazy, like. But then other ways, I'm, like, looking at these fucking 20-something-year-olds going around, and I'm just like, oh, I want that back. I'm so fucking sad that I'm not that age again. Yeah, and I think that's that's another big thing for me. I think I'm rapidly approaching 30. And it's not the age that panics me. It really isn't the age thing. It's the fact that your 30s are the decade where there's so much pressure on you to do certain things. Yeah. And by pressure, I mean myself. Well, like, yeah. I, I could deal with not having a gaff in my 20s, but I certainly won't be able to deal with have, not having a gaff in my 30s. You know, these little bits and bobs, and it's like, 
is that appropriate in your 30s is that and like I I just I feel like I'm such a young spirit like I'm such a young heart and sometimes I'm like oh god but then I I I do have faith in in the fact that I'm like maybe my outlook will change and that like my wants and needs will change as well the older I get but I do just I freak out a little bit about that and about the expectations that I like not that other people have of me that more that I have of myself for this decade yeah yeah I think it's a a warranted kind of concern going into it like yeah um this next one here says my kids gave me confidence I'd let people away with stuff unless it involved me kids I can relate to that yeah yeah I can see why that would kind of be like oh that's cool it's like you know if someone says something about you but someone says something about Bobby you're like I'm sorry do you what <laughs> yeah 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 but it I gives think, you the voice yeah it, you know it really does like you there's some shit you will be just like oh fuck off oh, there's absolutely no way you would let that happen to your babies I feel it. Totally, totally relate to that. And then sometimes as well, just on that kind of note, I'm very critical of myself and I will have no problem talking out loud about the shit that I have, like, that I find is wrong within, within myself. You know, shit that I don't do, that's probably... Shit that I do, that's probably not the best way to do it, whatever. I'll be my own worst critic. But if somebody else pokes at that, I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm like less confident because you think it too. Yes. Like, I can, I'll rip off my own plaster, but if you do, it's going to be so much worse. Yeah, I, I see it. I see I see where you're coming from there. Yeah, like, sometimes it can be, <laughs> I don't, and I don't know how to get around that, because I'm just like, oh, okay, that's thanks for that. Thanks, mm-hmm. I thought that about myself, and I thought you might have been like, oh, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought, you, I thought you'd be sound, and then it was so weird, because you stopped being sound. <laughs> Oh, stop. oh, so annoying, boy, that you're not sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, This next one says, I'm a size 18, hated my body till I met my boyfriend who thinks I'm the most beautiful body and has told me every day for three years. Skinny... Um, oh, sorry, this is the same person, but two different things. Skinny friends on about their tum, tummy size... And then them, oh, oh sorry, it's because it, she's after abbreviating it and I can't read it because it's it's such a small box. But she makes, she's basically saying her friends who complain about their weight who are size 8 to size 10 makes her feel shit, which is... Okay. Yeah, I can, again, I mean, it's, it's back to that body positivity and that being like a rough one for women. And I think it's a rough one for everyone, like it's a rough one for men too. But just in particular, we are, we are, we are hard on ourselves. We are. I think we should just stop giving a shit about the. We've said this in the body positivity one though, and it's it's just one of those things that is always, unfortunately, going to be around that just shouldn't be a thing. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, somebody said here on a like much lighter note, a fresh tan does something for your confidence. Does something for your confidence, and I, that I just can't explain. And I totally get it so true I totally understand I totally get it I'm with you baby girl I feel your flow I'm into it I get it I'm there because me with a fresh tan hot shit me without a fresh tan cold shit (laughs) yeah I think with the hair the makeup oh extensions give me awful an awful dose of confidence awful strength 
awful strength. Oh, I love an extension. I love it. Stand out, please. Yeah. Stand tan. Now, it's a fucking hindrance trying to maintain the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Keep it on you and trying to not look like a scruff bag when your tan is coming off and stuff. I feel you. That makeup situation, as I said, I very, would very rarely venture out the door without makeup on. Um, but, yeah, that gives me an awful lot of confidence. It's just something about it. And I love it. Which is what pisses me off when fellas are like, you don't need all that. I was like, but I want it. It's not for you. Fuck off, like. It's like, why are you so annoying? <laughs> <laughs> you've changed your tune. Literally, you've changed your tune. Your little singing. Me little singing songs. Me little singing songs, huh? I mean, I think we've kind of gathered from all of this is that a lot of people, it's it's down to body image, um, down to it, probably something that stuck with us, mm-hmm. that somebody else that said. I think it's very important to remember that people are dicks, that if somebody has said something that's had a detrimental effect on you, it's uh, it says way more about them than it says about you. Just fucking forget them if you can. Do look up the TED Talks. Do look up, like if you're listening to this podcast, chances are your phone are listening to you so they're gonna fucking recommend a lot of self confidence stuff to you anyway so uh avail of it avail of all the yeah, literally you're probably gonna be yeah yeah you're probably gonna be inundated with ads because you've been listening to this podcast so um yeah do do something about it even just look into it and see how you feel after i love all that sort of stuff i love the ted talks about confidence it's just getting something in perspective from somebody who i don't even know is great i think yeah, I would have to say the same. I mean, as Jen said, there's so much online. There's so much to, there's so much you can gain nowadays. And I think also it, it does, if you're following someone who makes you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a massive thing. If you, if you envy their life or if you feel like your life is lesser, or you feel like you're lesser by following them or by watching their journey or whatever, just unsubscribe them. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to agree now I I personally don't I obviously have a different mindset I kind of if I see somebody who's doing kind of better than me or doing something that I'd like to be doing it kind of inspires me to do the same as mm-hmm. opposed to me being feeling shit about myself because I'm not um the only thing that the only time that ever happens is when I was in the past because I haven't been hung over in ages you know when I was hung over and I'd look at Instagram of people who weren't hung over that was the only time I ever felt like that I was like oh these people are making me feel shit about myself never felt that but can appreciate <laughs> oh stop yeah no definitely as Carla said unfollow them if they're making you feel shit about yourself because what what are you doing torturing yourself absolutely and they probably don't appreciate that you're hey following them as well absolutely absolutely okay I think we'll wrap it up there because this has been quite a long one again this is another really long one I have spent <laughs> I just told it up there. I've been on call since half eight this morning and it's now 10 p.m. So I I can't believe how long this one. Sorry about the child now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't worry about it. Um, But yeah, thanks a million for tuning in as per usual. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. We will let you know during the week what we are going to be talking about next week to get your opinions on us keep an eye on the instagram thanks so much again i don't know if we said it on here but for getting us to the 10k yeah i mean i just it baffles me the amount of uh people 
that enjoy our content. <laughs> yeah, because we, we, haven't, uh, we haven't even dropped in followers, which is mad, on that page. It's mad. Flat out. And flat out. We're, absolutely, we're actually on 10.5 now, if you don't mind. So we're safely in the swipe up zone. You know? Ooh, ooh. Woo woo. Okay, right. Again, appreciate all of you. Be on Instagram during the week. Keep an eye on it. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.